0: Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast, a safe space for honest, transparent, authentic, and real-life gist about being a mother, African style. I am your hostess with the mostest, Berry Dakara, and I am here to share the unique experiences of being an African mother. Thank you for tuning in. Oya, drop the kids, get comfy, and make we start! everybody welcome to another episode of the mommy oyo podcast as usual I am miss Berry Dakara. sorry it's been a while since I posted an episode on the podcast I have had some technical difficulties which I am trying so hard to get over but in the meantime while uh, we are working out the original episode I was going to post I have a wonderful episode here for you guys Today, on the podcast, we have a special guest. Her name is Tomiola Tunde, and she owns the Cuddle blog. The reason why I wanted to interview her is because she is homeschooling her child and she lives in Lagos, Nigeria. As you know, homeschooling is not very common in Africa, and I thought it would be interesting to get some insight into why she chose homeschooling, what challenges she has had, what the wins have been, and you're also going to get some information on if you are interested in homeschooling your child, how do you go about it. So just take a a break, take some time to listen to this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. So I am very, very excited, obviously, to welcome you to the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. Please don't laugh at me. I'm a very excited person, as you can tell.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: very very excited. So let's just get started. Um, today I am uh, talking to Tommy. I've known Tommy for a very uh, quite a long time, actually, like a few years, when we both wrote for the African Naturalist's um, brand. And we've just kept in touch this whole time. And I wanted her to speak today about homeschooling. Homeschooling in Nigeria, specifically. I was going to say homeschooling in Africa, but homeschooling in Nigeria specifically, because it's not something that is very um, common. And so I just wanted to kind of get a feel for what that is like in Nigeria. But before we get started, Tommy, please could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family life and motherhood, please?
1: Interesting. <laughs> um hi, hi, hi everyone. Hi, hi. I can't be as excited as Barry though, but <laughs> yeah. So um my name is Tomilola Alatsunde, and um I run um I have different things in different places, yeah. So, but I run a mommy blog called The Cuddle Blog, basically where I talk about my um, my journey in motherhood. I'm a stay-at-home mom and I homeschool my son. So, basically, I talk about that. And um, on at night, I'm a product photographer and during the day I homeschool. Yeah, basically, that's it. So, I have one son. I have one son, and um, what else? We live in Lagos. Just the three of us, basically. Yeah.
0: Okay. And how old is your son? He's
1: two, almost two and a half now.
0: Almost,
1: okay. two and a half by
0: next month-ish. Okay, yeah, I remember I was being pregnant around the same time and yes. you having him a couple of months before I had Coco. Well, that is very exciting. So you are a stay-at-home mom who's homeschooling your son, but you also have your business that you do on the side. So I would like to say that you're kind of like a work-from-home mom because <laughs> you have your uh-huh. business
1: I also say work from home. I don't always like say work from home because, truthfully, the work that I do is not... I don't do it during the day. I do it at night. So, um, because I, that's why I did for product photography because people can't... I don't have to see the... I like, go for meetings and all of those things. So, okay. I only do my, I don't only snap my pictures at night. So, I don't get to see most of my clients because they just send their products to me and get them back from me. That's it. But during the day, I... I, I focus on my son, and I homeschool him during the day. So throughout the whole day, I'm doing mommy duties, like literally doing mommy duties. And then at night when he's sleeping, then I take a couple of pictures, I edit, and things like that, yeah. So that's why okay. I always don't like to work from home because it just gives the, like, the wrong impression, like, oh, Tommy's you know, working from home, yeah. And it creates a very unrealistic picture, actually.
0: I guess so in a way I still would consider it as work from home because you are working but that's okay <laughs> so let's get started on talking about homeschooling properly um so you're you're currently homeschooling your son um yeah. did you know that you wanted to homeschool your son from the beginning like before you had before you got married or before you had him did you know you always wanted to do that or is it something that you kind of stumbled upon
1: I, no, I didn't want to. I didn't, I never even imagined. I didn't. I didn't. I I didn't have a clue that it was even was even a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. It was. I stumbled upon it when um it was time for my son to go to school. So what happened was um i had already gone to look for school because I was looking forward to my me time when my son goes to school, and mm-hmm. uh, not having to be a mommy throughout the whole day then i looked for schools for him went around like my area i didn't want to go somewhere too far but so the ones around my area were so i noticed a couple a couple of things that made me take a step back and say okay why why am i doing this right now because at the time it just turned 18 months and mm-hmm. i was like okay so why am i doing this right now why so it just made me take a step back like first of all like the quality of the schools um, not in terms of what they teach or anything but or what they do but in terms of like ambience and you know security and all of those things and i was like okay okay so so that's after checking like three or four schools and the one that i really really liked which was supposed to be like a montessori school the one that i really really liked was very very pricey and i was like ah and if you live in lekki you know that things are not are not exactly cheap, right? And education right. too is not cheap. So I I had to now, okay, I now decided to think about it. And it was just 18 months at the time. I was thinking, okay, so if you was going to be going to school every day and they will close at one o'clock from leaving by nine or something, and I'm like, nine to one o'clock, how many hours is that? And I'm going to pay like 500K. Lost for what? So I started right. thinking about it that way. I started thinking that, okay, this doesn't really it's not really worth it. If it was like four years old, five years old, I was like, okay, I was, uh, yeah, of course, I'll consider it, I think, maybe it's worth it, because at least he has come to some form of awareness and stuff, but it's still 18 months, somebody that can't talk, somebody that can't, you know, I was like, okay, fine. I took a step back, so I discussed it with my husband, of course, and then he was like, he wasn't even comfortable with him going to school here yeah, because he can't talk. Because of the mm-hmm. way the things that we hear happening in this country is alarming. And you, you can always say, oh, God forbid, but a child that is 18 months cannot come and tell you what happened in school. the right. child that is 12 months can't tell you exactly what You have to take it as face value with whatever they tell you in schools. And most of the schools, most of them don't have CCTV or something or in a developed school where you can be able to say, okay, play back what happened. But most of the schools don't have that in Nigeria or in Lagos. Some of them do, but not all of them. So you have to just just take it. Whatever they tell you happened is what happened, right? You know, and nobody prays for your child to be abused. Nobody prays for anything bad to happen to your child, but it still happens. So my, my husband was not very comfortable with the fact that I couldn't talk yet. So from then, I now decided to now think about I th- that's when I said st- I took a step back and I'm like, okay, so even if I'm going to keep him for another couple of years, what is he supposed to know by the time he gets to school when he wants to mm-hmm. start maybe primary one or something? What is he supposed to know? So that's where my research started. I now started researching that. Like, what can I do then? And I found out that it was actually a thing in the US. So I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. So, and I, so that gave me so much more confidence to like, okay, let's do this, let's do this, let's, let's do this. Yeah, so basically
0: that's, that's like the whole journey. Okay, that's very interesting because I do understand, you know, that I'm concerned of not, you know, you're not being too comfortable because your child cannot say anything that, yes. uh, you know, goes wrong. Like if my child comes home and she has a bump on her knee, I can't exactly say, oh, hey, tell me what happened. She can't talk. She, I mean, she can talk, but yeah. she can't really express at this age and she's two. She can't really yeah. express it. So I do really understand that. But um, um, how long do you plan to homeschool your son for? You think it's something that'll be more long-term or just the next couple of years?
1: Well, now, I'm I'm doing like uh, till he's four. So uh, okay. when he's four, I want to see because of the 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 way it is in Nigeria now, there's no there's no structure around homeschooling. So there are some things you have to have in mind place if you want to home because in the US you you just they have they have the criteria in on some other countries as well they have like the criteria of if you want to be a homeschooling family what you need to do they have proper documentation they have requirements you have to take this um you have to record this and record that and record that they have a standard curriculum and all of those things that you have to follow so that when your child wants to now eventually get into the university it's not going to be difficult. But in Nigeria, there's no structure around that. And there's no... So you have to also think about it properly, which is why, because I'm not... I may be accustomed to what is obtainable in Nigeria now, but I don't have it concrete yet. So I don't want to take my chances as well, because at the end Mm. of the day, it's defeat the purpose because I'm thinking about the future of the child. But if I now not take the proper... Um, steps I can also and I don't want to make that kind of mistake so for now till he's, when he's about to enter primary school so I'm hoping. I'm thinking that in a couple of years I'll know more I'll know more about um, I'll know more about the whole process of Nigeria but you know there has to be you have to go and get primary school certificate you have to ensure that oh. in six, they will enter a school to do the exam the common entrance exam so even if you're homeschooling then you see when you get to the secondary school stage you have to ensure that they do NECO and WAEC as external students and all of that. So I didn't want to take all those chances because I wasn't very, very sure. Okay. But yeah. So for now till so he's like about four years old.
0: Okay. Um can you kind of walk me through a typical day of you know a typical weekday for you?
1: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: So we
1: pretty much keep a simple routine, and and because he's still very because he's still like a toddler, and because it's still a toddler, and um, it's not always advisable to really start like anything um like alphabets and all of those things. So, like he's four, so um when because he's still between twelve and um two three, we still do theme we do theme based activities. So I've pub- I published um, all the things that we do weekly. I put them okay. on my blog. So basically, our, our daily routine, for example, is wake up in the morning, we do our regular brushing, take a bath. We do our regular brush, take a bath. Then we do circle time. So what do we do in circle time? We basically sing, right? So I have like a list of um, categories of songs we do. So we start with, like, um, the weather song or hello, hello, just to let him understand how to introduce himself, Mm -hmm. right? So introduce himself to me, I will introduce myself to him so that he doesn't know that, so he knows that my name is not just mommy, right? Right. So so introduce himself, I introduce myself to him. Then we sing um, nursery rhymes, different nursery rhymes. Then we sing action songs, action songs in, like, clap jump, dance and things like that. All this if you're happy and you know it clap your hands and all those things I will try make the child move literally. So then after the action song, then we do um national anthem. We did national anthem at least so that he will understand his oh, um oh. yeah so understand his countries whatever whatever. So oh. national anthem then we sing a Bible song we sing the bible song because i want to of course also groom him to to know jesus right. and um, um what else um basically that's it for the circle time so in the nursery rhymes we infuse like um things that has numbers in them you know this normal the ants go matching one by one just to let them understand the concept of numbers and things like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: so after um circle time we just takes a break like just take a break then we'll do like our morning activity so based on the theme for the week I would already have the activities laid out for what we're going to do so we now work on those activities usually because of his age he doesn't really he's not always into them he's always his attention span is very 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 you know short so mm. but I still laid them out for him to just be familiar with them. Then as he has grown older now, he's not even more involved in um, the activities, but I've, I'm seeing the progress. Yeah, so after the... And yeah, of course, he has had breakfast and snacks all in between all of this one,
0: Right.
1: <laughs> then after, after that, he goes and he has his afternoon nap. Then when he wakes up, he has a snack and then we... we do evening activities, we either stroll, we go out, or I do an outdoor activity for him that involves water or sand or whatever, or we go to the okay. playground, we have a playground around, so we go to the playground, but we walk around, and then after that, our evening routine, so it's basically as simple as that, literally, just have a block of time in the morning and a block of time to do the activities. Okay. Then we for the weekly one, we do Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, so... On Tuesdays and Thursdays, it just free plays. And in you just praise plays freely in the house with okay. everything that we have. You just pick whatever it wants to do and do. Yeah. So so that's it. Basically. Okay, that's
0: that's pretty interesting. Um what challenges have you faced with homeschooling and what's um what have been the high points you have experienced so far?
1: challenges one of the major challenges is um getting materials at least initially for me that was one of the major challenges the materials to be able to homeschool him was not readily it was not readily accessible it is available but not accessible mm. available in the sense that you can get it in the market when you go into the market but normally, all these other normal things that you get in, like this, you can find them in bookstores. Like just enter a bookstore, you'll be able to find crayon. You'll be able to find simple other things, right? But mm-hmm. to get the other things that you need, like all those other um, things that you find in a regular preschool, mm-hmm. you can't get them when you, if you just walk into a bookstore. If you just walk into, is it that they are? If you find in any bookstore, they are always too expensive or not enough. You get so first of all, the thing that was materials was one of my major challenges getting them. But of course, having after speaking to quite a number of people, I now found a place in the market where I, where I had to start going to buy it. Right? Then another challenge is that everybody is just like, ah, when is he going to school? To school, if he's boy, mm-hmm. is he school? school, if this boy, ah, when is he going to school? Let him go to school now. Ah, uh, it's already 18 months now. He's not going to school now. He's not going to school. Oh, he's not going to school. He's going to school. you know, so there's also the culture around everybody just thinks the next expected step at a certain stage is school. So why mm. is he not going to school? And even after I tell people that oh I'm homeschooling him, they'll be like, huh, school will feed this boy. I'm like, oh my goodness, I just told you I'm homeschooling. <laughs> 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 and they will still circle back to let him go to school, why is he not going to school kind of thing, so yeah, that's another challenge, because you he hear it a lot and uh, but the high point for me is seeing his progress has been absolutely amazing absolutely amazing, seeing his progress has been a major high point now, I get less I get, a, I get less um, is he going to school and I'll get hi <gasps> He's homeschooled? Are you serious? And he's oh, talking. wow. He's so, he's so clear. He's so this. He's so that. Wow, he's so smart. For someone that is homeschooled, you get the whole... So it has changed now that he can talk and people can actually see that, okay, it's not as if homeschooling doesn't mean the child is going to be dumb. Right. Or,
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, the child, in many in other countries, the legal age to start school is at four. Some, seven, you know, they won't start school until seven. So we're all, we're so much in a hurry in this country. but And people don't understand that. The, the reason be why the crash and preschool self was formed was because people are actually busy. They have to go to work and they can't just leave their children at home. You right. get So they created a system around where they can have quality care for kids. And if people, and that's, and which is very, very good. Because there are many people that cannot genuinely can't do this. Us. And mm. that's why the practice is available. That's why the preschool is available for them. So that is not as if they'll just be at home and not do anything. And we appreciate that. But we should not now make it like, oh, that should be like, it's a compulsory thing. So if you see somebody that is now not doing that, you'll be like, oh, oh your child is doomed for life. <laughs> your child is doomed for <laughs> life. You get so i got i I got that and seeing the, the switch in the reaction actually is also a major high point. the fact that I think people that have that have been through the process with me from when from when they were always like I'm getting good space, so they're seeing him now and you'll be like he's uh-uh, sure he's too and he's talking mm-hmm. like this oh, how why would so this you know, there's there's a whole lot of comments that people make that you'll be like oh, okay. But now that I see, I see the difference in him and his progress, and how he has even grown himself from somebody that doesn't even want to touch any activity or anything to somebody that he's like, I want to paint. You know, Aww. that's that's exactly, so that's that that's like amazing. It's actually very amazing.
0: Uh, no, that sounds really, really sweet, and <laughs> it's. it's- uh my next question was going to be, you know, to find out what people have said to you about it, but you've already kind of touched on that. Um, so my next question then would be, um, if someone in Nigeria is interested in homeschooling their child, um, what advice would you give them? Um, what kind of support do you think um, they will need? And um, I don't think you don't have a background in, edu- in teaching or education, but like what what would you... What kind of advice would you give them like what's the starting point so first
1: of all I would say that it's possible especially if you don't have a education background which means that you don't have something to compare yourself with or to compare like if you are from the educational system you might feel like oh I have to do it exactly the way they do it in school and things like that that can also be a an inhibition but since you don't have that it's a very great starting point honestly so i'm a great example that is possible because one of the things i saw majorly from my research is that a lot of people that homeschool most of them like 90 percent of them had background in education So I was always feeling inadequate, like, okay, can I really do this? I don't have any background in education. I don't even like children. Like, (laughs) so can I do this? Can I do this? But then in getting more knowledge and, you know, um, immersing myself into the world of play, I knew that, okay, it was actually possible because, I mean, the child, children are easily pleased, to be honest, very, very easily pleased. You do that you want to go and buy an expensive toy and they'll be playing with spoon and pots. You get right. from here. <laughs> it's like, was this toy worth it? <laughs> so they are very easily pleased. You just do, uh, blow bubbles. You'll just be shouting. Even five-year-olds, you blow bubbles. You'll be shouting. You'll be screaming. You'll be wanting to burst. bubbles. Simple oh. things, like literally simple things that excite them. And the truth, the good thing about this is that with every simple activity, with every simple thing they do, they are learning, and that's the beauty of it. They are learning just that it's not a, it's not there's no pressure, you know, from saying you must do it a certain way, and that's the beauty of it. So first of all, I like anybody that wants to homeschool, especially if you don't have any background in education, to know that it's possible. Children that is really pleased. Just do your research, majorly. Just do your research. Then, um, of course, make sure that your spouse is on board with it. Make sure your spouse is on board. And you're not just going it alone because there's an, another thing that can happen is that you'll be doing something, your spouse, your spouse will be undoing it because they don't understand or they don't get it. And if you're homeschooling, if you're not getting somebody else to be involved, it means that you have to be literally be hands on whoever chooses to do it. So one person has to go and get money, right? And one mm-hmm. person has to be able to pay the other person and fix the bills in yeah, hand. So, so getting your spouse on board means that. All know that there's a financial responsibility on the other party, so you're Mm -hmm. not breathing down the other person's neck that oh, go and do something or go and this, go and that because at the end of the day, you're saving the family money by not paying that big school fees at that early stage, you know. So, Mm -hmm. we have to think away the options and know that at the end of the day, even you that are homeschooling your child, you are bringing value because the money that you used to buy materials will not be half of what you used to pay for school fees. So that has to also be there so that at, at any point in time, you don't feel like you're not, you're not bringing value to the family because you are bringing value. You are saving yourself money that you can use to now put for when the child wants to start school, right? So, right. so you have to think about that. Then another very important thing is think about your educational philosophy. What's your educational philosophy?
0: It's
1: even for people, this one is majorly for every parent, not just homeschooling, or if you want to homeschool for every parent. So even every school that is established is based on a philosophy. Every school. Whether they are based on Montessori philosophy, or they are based on the world of philosophy, or they are based on whatever other philosophy that's out there and there are a lot of them out there every school is built on one philosophy or the other so mm-hmm. but you personally as a parent you should be able to define your own philosophy as in, as a family what is educate what does education mean for us for our children what does educa- education mean for us for our child think about that so that so that you're not because in nigeria there's a lot of ties to report card right yeah even like preschool they are doing exam i don't get it it's ridiculous preschool they are doing exam for children you can always observe the child yes you can always observe the child if you want to have an assessment you don't have to ask them to write any exam even if you are telling them to scribble in the exam the fact that you're calling it an exam is crazy Mm -hmm. you understand so wow yes and parents when they get this report report card based their children's intelligence on this report card which is another thing that's ridiculous but if you as a parent have defined your philosophy and you know that a child's intelligence should not and will not be tied to it you will never put a pressure on a child because they said that oh it's not good at math or they said it's not good at english you won't do that at all right. because you have thought about your philosophy You have thought about what education means to you you have, you have researched and seen that, okay, this is actually what is obtainable. And this is what we should not pressure the child to do. Because, because these children are growing up in an age that even we, we have no clue of what is coming. Yeah. I and mean, What they will grow up in because some of us might not see it. Some of us might not see that world. So we have to think about that. And so once we put it in perspective, our philosophy in perspective, then we are now we will now decide to now use check for what method of what method are we going to use to teach quote unquote our child? What method are we going to now use to achieve that our goal of philosophy or that our goal of education for our children? We can now go decide to go the monster. So we are out or you can decide to go the... Um, so there are different curriculums out there, like plenty. So based on now that philosophy that you have coined, you will now look for the perfect or the right one for you at that time, whatever okay. style you are going to use. So for me now, because I know my son is still two, and uh, so we use, we use theme-based, we, are, we do theme-based activities. So we have different themes every week, so we can have... So for example, now in October the beginning of October, we're going to have an independence team because it's Nigeria's independence. So we're going to talk about, so we're going to create activities around the independence of Nigeria. Maybe do a flag, paint Nigerian flag, talk about um, different cultures, read a book about Nigeria, things like that. So I've now decided, based on my own philosophy now, I decided to do theme based activities for my son because I know he doesn't need the pressure of alphabets and whatnot. At this time. So after you have your 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 um what's it called your um philosophy and you have your um the style you're going to use a bit sorry the method you're going to use then you have to think about your child's learning style how does your child learn and that can only come from observation so you, of course you have been with your child since forever so you know more about your child than anyone else can know. Right So you have to just observe it. A child, How does your child learn? Is your child more visual? Is your child, does the child learn by hearing more? or does the child hear, learn by doing? So you have to see how the child responds to each and all these methods, so you can't know if you don't present it. So present uh-huh. it, and see how they react, and what they retain more, or things like that. So just see what they enjoy more. They might enjoy doing activities more. They might enjoy watching stuff more. They might enjoy just you calling, responding, and things like that. So you have to know the style, the learning style of your child. That way, it's not going to be like a one-size-fits-all because you can have like three children and they all don't learn the same way. So that is also very, very key. So with that now, you are now ready to say, okay,
0: let's start this journey right wow wow no honestly i thought it would, i didn't know that it was as you know detailed and as in depth as this it was just like uh, okay maybe we'll find some stuff online and then do it and then let's kind of wing it for next year but you know you you, you, <laughs> you definitely have to have a plan is yeah, what definitely. you're saying and, um so let me ask though is there a is there a community at least in Lagos, of uh, p- people who are homeschooling their children? Um,
1: there are people that are homeschooling their children, but there's, like, no official, official community. So people, different people do things, like, some people have, like, maybe a WhatsApp group or a Facebook group and things like that. There are people that do it, like, in clusters like that. But there's nothing, okay. like, really, really official that brings everybody together.
0: Which leads me to your event that you're planning to have around homeschooling. Yes, that's what I'm doing. tell us a little bit more. Oh, good, good. So tell us a little bit more about um, the event, what people should expect, when it's going to be and all of that.
1: So um the homeschooling conversation. So that's why I created the homeschooling conversation because you know there was so much hush, 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 hush about it. And there are people that they do it, but not everybody is on social media. So you don't see so much about it. And people that are even writing about it, they are not very consistent with posting whatever whatever they are doing. So which is why I was very open with what I'm doing and I decided mm-hmm. to do the event to bring people together at least so that they can be like an official, right, um, community. So what I want to do with that is that when we have the pool of people that come, either they're interested or they're um, schooling currently, we've asked them to, in the form we created, they filled out whether they're they are currently homeschooling, they're interested, or they're on the fence. So we have their details. So what we're okay. going to do with that is... Um, so we're going to create like um, clusters of moms. So people that are probably on the mainland or close to Kedja, and so you can find a mom that's close to Kedja and say, okay, we can have dates. Because one of the things that people are always talking about is, oh, is the child will not socialized, The child will not be social. Blah 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 blah. Social skills will be missing. Blah blah blah. But that's not the reality. So. But of course, you can also now mitigate that by uh, by creating other moms while I'm schooling where your children can probably come together once a week, you know, and hang out, basically. And you have new mommy friends and you can't have too many mommy friends, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so we decided to do like, so even on the mainland or in Ikeja, we have a pool of moms that even two or three moms, right? So that we that can constantly come together, compare notes to what they're doing, and say, okay, this is working for me. That is working for me. If it's on the island as well, so we can have that. You know, so that's that's likely the goal of the event. At the end of the day, it's not just to gather people and go, but to have a community afterwards. Then during the okay. event, we have um, three people that have homeschooled. One, are, one homeschooled, have five kids in Lagos and. She's going to be telling us about her experience and how this homeschooling that she did earned her a place to do a master's degree in education in the UK. Oh, wow. Yes. So she's going to be telling us all about that. She has her slides prepared that she's going to share, you know, on what people can do and how they can go about it. Then the other two women will be talking to us about the challenges that comes with homeschooling and, you know, what we can do about them. So basically, so that's it. So it's going to be like an introduction into the whole Nigeria space so that we can come out with it and you know come and see it at our chest as <laughs> the
0: <homeschooling. laughs> yeah. so Then when is the event going to be held? Yes.
1: So the event is going to be in September 14th. September 14th, um in Lagos. It's going to be on the island. Um um, I, I don't see the, the, um, the location yet because I've not paid for it yet, so I'm not very sure yet. So, mm-hmm. But if you register, we're sending details to everybody, and as soon as I have a deposit for the place, I will definitely put the, the location out there.
0: Okay. So now so, where can people learn more about the event, learn more about homeschooling, and learn more about you? Where can they find you?
1: Okay, so my blog is www.thecodoblog.com, and on Instagram, I am at The so you can find um, the details of the event, I have a blog post about it, and the link to register through my Instagram account or through my blog It's like one of the first posts that, I, that is up there right now, so yeah.
0: All right. Awesome. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I do want to ha- ask one more question <laughs> and this is just something that's um, important to me. How do you manage to get me time or self-care time? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, I love my me time. Okay. So when I see someone like you, you know, who's homeschooling? is like, okay, but how, like, how are you managing and taking care of yourself, though? <laughs> I don't. It's a current
1: don't. struggle. It's a current, <laughs> honestly, but what I do is that when my son sleeps in the afternoon, when he sleeps in the afternoon, because he still takes long naps. One, it takes one long nap throughout the whole day, and I'm really grateful for that. So he sleeps about like two, three hours. In the afternoon, so when he sleeps like that, I will either sleep that's my own self care right now, sleeping or <laughs> and on Fridays. And on Fridays, like on Fridays, I instead of the time I work at night, I watch a movie or do okay,
0: something
1: yeah. absolutely with reckless abandon and just do it without thinking about the consequences. You know, <laughs> so like yesterday, <laughs> I watched the series till like 4 a.m., I didn't think that I was still going out early. But I did it because I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 so I do things like that sometimes randomly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, well, good. I'm, I'm glad at least you're taking the time to. Yes. Yes. After experiencing a burnout, I had to. I had to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I remember then. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, you need mm-hmm. to just. Take care of yourself, but I'm I'm glad that you are taking at least being a little bit intentional about taking yeah. care of yourself. And I'm th- I'm so thankful to you today for um, speaking to me about this topic because I know the first time I saw that you like, homeschool, I was like, eh, so you can homeschool in Nigeria? Like, how's it going to work?" <laughs> right. But I mean, I've been watching, you know, the past few months, and it's like, okay, well, she's not the only one who's doing it, but. I think I want to find out more, and I feel like there are other people out there who would want to find out more about how you're doing it and how you're managing it, especially in Africa. You know, there's a stigma, of course, like you mentioned, about, you know, homeschooling and people who don't really go the traditional path with anything. So I'm really, really thankful and grateful to you. for giving me this (laughs) time and giving me the information i'm very very grateful and good luck to you with the cuddle blog and best wishes with the homeschooling event i wish i could be there you know me i like events (laughs) i would like to have covered it on the blog if i was still in nigeria obviously i would have come and um, taken photos and shared more about it but i wish you all of the very best i know that Your son is sleeping now, and it's Friday. So I'm sure you're like, okay, Barry, it's enough. I want to go watch my movie. Like, leave me alone now. (laughs) But thank you so, so much. This has been a very fun and enlightening conversation. Thank you for having me too. All right, awesome. So hopefully, whenever I come to Nigeria, Coco and Cuddles can have a little play date and we can hang out. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I was looking forward
0: to that (laughs) time. Well have a wonderful evening. Please say hello to your husband and give Cuddle the big hug from Auntie Barry. Yes, I will. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have a good bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at Mommy oyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and more. The Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. Sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyo Yo. Mommy Oyo Yo. Mommy Oyo Yo. See you next time.